you know, a win is a win. And that's what Alabama got last night was a win. Hey, could have been worse. Could have lost Texas A&M at home. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, because we won the game. We won the game. Like you said, a win is a win is a win, and it was in doubt for quite a while, even down to the last possession. But, uh, you know, you probably need probably need a game like that uh, every once in a while because, obviously, when you get into the postseason and you're playing some really good teams, there's going to be close games you got to pull out at the end. Yeah, and, and look, you're not going to blow everybody out. Let me go ahead and tell everybody really quickly about FanDuel. They're sponsoring this particular episode. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'll talk about FanDuel a little bit later on. I also want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. You guys are the absolute best. We do appreciate you a ton. Um Full disclosure, and I'm not going to start out with a lie, even though I've lied several times just today, not even on this podcast. Um, I went to the Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock show last night, and um, we, we're going to get into the basketball game, I promise. Uh, first of all, the show was great. Uh, Ashy Larry made an appearance and did his stand-up. I don't know how many of you follow the Chappelle show, but Ashy Larry was there. It was great. Um and then they had some other dude that came out, and he was pretty good. It was all pretty crass, but I'm down with crass, and so I was <laughs> cool with it. Um, I will say this. This is what irritated me, and this is how it's Alabama basketball related. So is that Legacy Arena? And I, I wasn't going to go. I'd already decided I wasn't going to go to this thing, but a friend of mine, uh, his wife hurt herself and wasn't able to go, and he was like, look, she gave me these tickets for my birthday. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I love Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, so I went. And I was thinking, okay, you know, I do a podcast about Alabama sports, so I should be watching this game. Well, what I'll do is I'll have the game on Watch, it, my, watch ESPN app while this comedy show is going on. You know what they did? Jimmy, I've never heard of this. They confiscated the phones. They they don't confiscate them. They, well, make they them. can't have your phone in your seat. No, you can, but you you have to put it in this pouch they give you called Yonder. And you, you put it in this pouch and then they close it and it can only be opened by some magnet that they have. And um, it, I was, I was so mad. If I had known they were going to do that, I probably wouldn't have gone because I, w- I was thinking, I look, I don't know how many more times I get to see Brandon Miller in an Alabama uniform. How do you think they do this? Do they not want people recording the show because it's a comedy show and, and, and they just don't want people recording the show? That's the only thing I could think. Because it wouldn't work for concerts, because at concerts, you want to have your flashlight and, you know, people, you know, turn on your heart light. I did go to a Neil Diamond concert one time, by the way. But um, so you go to see Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle comedy, but you go see Neil Diamond sing. <laughs> OK, I know it is. It is You're a little bizarre. Man. But what happened. So what had happened was uh, they said, OK, if you desperately need to use your phone, there is a little station you can go to. And so when Chris Rock got done with his thing, which was very long, it was good. Did he make Will Smith jokes? A lot of them. And it was hilarious. He made he a lot said, of Will Smith jokes. He That's said, good. Will Smith, I'd he said, him. Will, what do y'all think? He said, people ask me, did it hurt? Hell yeah, it hurt. Will Smith played Muhammad Ali. 
I played Pookie in New Jack City. Yes, it hurt. <laughs> so, and as a big New Jack City fan, um, I, anyway, so I went to the station. They would let you unlock your phone, and it's like cordoned off. And they let me unlock my phone, and I was like, it was right after Chris Rock got done. And I was like, let me see how bad we're beating Mississippi State. Shoot, we were only up five. So I had to sit in that station and watch the game on my phone, the end of it. And I missed the first 10, 15 minutes of Dave Chappelle, but I was like, I don't care. I, I need to be here and do my part as a fan. Um, Anyway, bottom line, Alabama survives. And that's sometimes that's just what you have to do. It is a long season. It's a marathon, not a sprint. At least it's not a sprint until the NCAA tournament. When it you is were, a sprint. When you were walking out of the arena, did you hear someone say, best thing all night was the first 10 minutes of Chappelle? <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah, is look, Alabama didn't, wasn't on its game. Uh, I've watched a lot of highlights since then. I've read a lot of updates since then, looked at the stat sheet. And here, somebody pointed this out on Twitter very astutely. They said, Luke, you said in the podcast that eventually Dom Welch is going to hit a three or something that makes a difference in a game. Dom Welch hit a three at the end of the first half. We end up winning by three. You're a prophet. That's not bad. So, Jimmy, what were your thoughts on the game? Because obviously I didn't get to see it all live. Well, my first thought, and I'll put this delicately, is while you were explaining the hell it was for you to sit at the Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle sold out comedy show in Birmingham's largest arena and how terrible it was. You couldn't see basketball. I was watching the basketball game while prepping for an, a medical exam that you do after you're 50 years old. And I was prepping during the basketball game. So no matter how terrible it was for you to be away from your phone while you were laughing uproariously at two of the funniest people alive. It was a worse experience for me watching the game, I promise. But nevertheless, um, you know, I sort of predicted this on the Bama Insider board yesterday. The way Mississippi State plays, uh, they're very good defensively, very good defensively. In fact, I think they're ranked seventh in the country in points allowed, which makes them super elite defensively. They just can't score. But when we, you play a team that's elite defensively, they can make the game ugly. And if they make the game ugly, anything can happen. Now combine that with the fact they shot a little better than they normally shoot it. They're fired up. They're playing the number two team in the country. And it was a dogfight the whole way through. I, it was just one of those games where I didn't necessarily feel like Alabama didn't play hard. They just didn't play well. Uh, didn't shoot it well. Uh, the turnover problems are back. Uh, and again, a lot, a lot of credit to Mississippi State. They're very long. They're not gifted. They don't have like a, a guy that's going to be a first round pick like Alabama's got, you know, a couple of those guys. They, they're, it's not like they're gifted, but they're very long and they're athletic and they play hard on defense. Sort of reminds me of maybe Wimp's old teams that were really athletic and played hard on defense, but didn't exactly have a lot of firepower on offense. And that's why. You know, they didn't do things like, you know, make it to a Final Four. Uh, I think State's got to recruit a little better before Chris Jams has a great program over there. Uh, they just don't have enough dudes. They don't have enough dudes to be successful right now because they can't score. But, man, defensively, Mississippi State's a handful. I'm telling you, Luke, uh, we'll play better teams like Tennessee and Auburn, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks that are much better than Mississippi State. 
but they're not really any better than Mississippi State on defense. That, that's as good of a defense as Alabama will play in the regular season, and that's why it was ugly. And uh, hopefully Alabama breaks out of the shooting slump. I, I was looking at recent shooting numbers. The recent shooting numbers are not good uh, for several players on the team who've been scoring well, like Clowney and Sears. Uh, it wasn't just last night, Luke. They, they've, they've gone a couple games without shooting it well. So I think uh, – you know, we're about to talk about Oklahoma on Saturday. I think that's the first thing to look for. It, it, are we going to start shooting the ball a little better again? Yep, I'm muted. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Yep. Uh, uh, Clowney is like O of his last 16 three-point attempts. And um, it's it's weird because he's been hitting his free throws. And, uh, you know, he's his free his if you think of Noah Clowney right now, what what do you think of as Noah Clowney's defining moment of the season? I think it's that corner three against Arkansas. So it's weird that um, you associate him with a three-pointer, yet he's missed his last 16. Jimmy, I need to go ahead and tell everybody about FanDuel, and we'll keep talking about this game and, and a little bit more about the SEC picture in general. Uh, but, man, so excited to have FanDuel uh, as a part of our – locked on family now they they really are awesome you guys need to go check them out um we're really excited about this It's our brand new sports betting partner for locked on because they're the number one sports book in america that's FanDuel. and if you if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy new customers join today and get started with 150 dollars in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on. That's locked on, all one word, fan, fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So whatever you want to bet on, they got it at Fanduel. All on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Make every moment more with Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. This NFL thing is going to end up taking off and FanDuel is a part of it. Also want you to go check out Locked On College Basketball. They're awesome. A lot of fun. Uh, I've, I've been listening to them lately. They've had so many great insights. Go check out Locked On College Basketball. You'll love them. It's even better when your team's doing well, and that's what Alabama's doing. But let's talk about Alabama a little bit more and the Mississippi State game because looking at the stat sheet, one thing that jumps out to me, uh, we played 10, 10 guys. Now, Namar Burnett only played a minute. Okay, that's – that's a little bizarre to me, I guess. Um, Dominic Welch, he played nine minutes, um, but he he ended up get, he he was he played nine minutes and he took five shots uh, and he was two or three from beyond the arc. I mean, he was going to make the most of his minutes. Um, and then here's something else that I, I've been perusing message boards too to get feedback about this, and I've seen several people bring this up. Look, first Charles Bediako didn't play a ton of minutes. He played 13 minutes and had four fouls. Foul which, trouble. I mean, he's just – that's just what he does. He's going to get in foul trouble. I'm beginning to wonder. Now, foul trouble-wise wise per minute, Nick Pringle isn't a lot better. But I'm, I'm wondering, should Nick Pringle be getting more of these minutes? Now, combined, they only had 21 minutes, which is less than Javon Quinterly, Clowney, Miller, and Sears. I mean, they – and here's another thing that shocked me. Jaden Bradley only had 12 minutes. Right. Um, and you would think, Bradley, this would be like right up his alley. Like Mississippi State's sort of a rough and tumble team. 
And Bradley's sort of that New York Rooker Park kind of player that we've talked about before. So I wonder, look, it stands to reason that this Alabama team has been reading its clippings of late. And so maybe they they were on their high horse a little bit. Again, totally understandable. It happens. Um, and maybe the coaching staff was too. Maybe they were just sort of fiddling around with the with the lineup a little bit. I, I I'm I'm probably reaching for excuses as to why we only won 66 to 63. I get that. But um if you're gonna fiddle around with the lot with the lineup, if you're gonna experiment and try and you know get ready for the backside of this tough SEC stretch. I think Mississippi State at home is the best place to do it. So maybe that's what happened. I'm throwing stuff against the wall here, Jimmy. Right. Yeah, I have a slightly different uh, take on it. I don't know how uh, purposeful it was, but, you know, Alabama hasn't played in close games in a while. Alabama had won every single SEC game by double digits until last night. Uh, and then last night was a close game. I, I, I think your rotation looks different in a close game. I think uh, Alabama was behind. Uh, most of the first three quarters. I know it's halves and not quarters, but literally through the first half and the first 10 minutes of the second half, Alabama was behind. I think when you're behind, you, you don't empty the bench. You don't give a lot of minutes to the guys on the bench. And 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 this is what I think makes the lineup minutes look weird, Luke. Uh, just my opinion, and and may, maybe Nate would, uh, would, would tell me I'm a moron, but I, I think Alabama is at its best in, in terms of crunch time, when Sears and Quinterly are both on the floor, when Mark Sears and Javon Quinterly, who both are primarily point guards, but when they're both on the floor at the same time, the ball handling improves, the ball moves a little better. Neither one of them are afraid to take shots at all. They're, they both come out off the bus shooting the ball. Uh, I, I think Alabama is at its best with Sears and Quinterly together on the court. And I think there was probably more of that last night than you normally see because the game was in doubt. And I think when the game's in doubt, you put your five guys out there with less care about, you know, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. You're just putting your best five guys out there. And when you have Sears and Quinterly on the court, you probably are taking a big guy off. When you got two point guards, you're probably taking a big guy off, which in, which explains why Betty Ako and Pringle didn't play many minutes. Uh, again, when you're talking about Alabama's best five, Luke, I, I mean, I think uh, Sears, Quinterly, Clowney, and Miller for certain. And, and those guys played a lot of minutes last night. I, I don't think they came off the court much in order, you know, when, when we were going to determine who was going to win or lose the game. I think those four were out there and that fifth spot sort of rotated. But uh, that, that's my explanation for it. I think it was just simply a matter of being behind and making sure you had your best players on the floor. Yeah, that, that's probably true, too. Are you worried at all that um, Brandon Miller's getting so many minutes that maybe at some point – I just don't want him to hit a freshman wall. Freshman um, wall. And, look, it's different now. I mean, the, the wall has changed. Uh, the wall has moved because all these kids play basketball year-round all the time anyway, and um, it's, it's not the same thing as it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever. Um, but I, I just – I always look at the stat sheet and he's always in the high thirties in terms of amount of time played. Now I'm for it in the sense that we've got Brandon Miller for one year. So I want him on the court as much as we can get him on the court, but I'm <laughs> right. in it. If it means he's going to hit a wall in the NCAA tournament. Um, the freshman wall is a thing for sure, but we need to remember, and I bet Nate reminds him when Nate sees Brandon Miller breathing too hard and, and, and Nate looks down and sees Miller's played a bunch of minutes and he's breathing hard. 
it's a good time to remind him to say, hey, Brandon, uh, just letting you know, uh, we play 31 of these things in college, but uh, next year in that league you're going to be in next year, they play 80 of these things in the regular season. So suck it up, pal. <laughs> I mean, it is half the games that he will play in the NBA. So, yeah, that's right. uh, so but it is true. I mean, for, for years, it's, it's not a myth. I mean, freshmen get tired because even though it is half or less than what the NBA plays, it's a lot more than what he's used to playing in high school basketball. But you're right. The year round basketball has really changed things. Uh, when me and you were coming coming along, uh, AAU basketball wasn't then what it is now. And I certainly don't want to count my chickens for their hatched, especially with the price of eggs right now. But um, <laughs> I worked that in very nicely, didn't I? Is that a joke um, you from Chris Rock or Dave? Did you lift that from Rock or Chappelle? <laughs> um, I'm looking at the standings here for the SEC. And, and, you know, one thing that did shock me last night, not only the Alabama close win, but the Auburn blowout loss. Texas A&M handled Auburn easily in Neville Arena. Um, that's something a lot of people hadn't done recently. So A&M may be better than we thought, but I went back and looked at A&M's non-conference schedule. They they were getting beat by Boise and Wofford and a bunch of other like teams you wouldn't suspect. But now that they've hit league play, they're pretty doggone good. But this looks like for all the world, it's going to end up being Bama, Tennessee, knock on wood. Unfortunately for us, we only play them once, and that is in Knoxville. Um, and we also play them – right after we play in Neville Arena. This is that's a tough stretch coming up. So I think it's more important than ever that you know we keep getting these wins while we can get them um because it's going to be a tough game playing in Knoxville. I know Kentucky went up there and won, but that's that's not going to be an easy place to play. Jimmy, let's take a break then we're going to have a football segment when we come back. Okay. So Pruitt Jeremy Pruitt still the the talk of the town for the most part. There are folks out there uh, on Twitter with all these innuendos that Alabama fans about to get some good news, and maybe we are, but it was so vague that anything could happen. We'll be like, was this what he's talking about? Um, Jeremy Pruitt certainly would be good news. But instead of talking coordinators day, I think we talk about junior day coming up this Saturday. Alabama's got a bunch of juniors coming in. It's going to be a big deal. And, you know, now, I mean, look, it's not like Alabama was resting on its laurels. They finished with number one class. But now you are competing with a coach on the other side of the state who will recruit. Brian Harson looked at recruiting the way most people look at taking out the trash. Like you just you got to do it, I guess, but you don't want to. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that, but I do know that <laughs> I've said this before. Uh, and I mean it as a compliment to Hugh Freeze, I, I guess. It's the best way to put it. Uh, it's been a long time since Auburn had a head coach who was going to beat Nick Saban for players. Uh, Brian Harson was only recruited basically a class and a half at Auburn. Auburn did not sign a single player uh, that Alabama prioritized in any way, uh, not one uh, in, in 1.5 years. Before that, uh, you know, before Harson was uh, was hired, you had Gus Malzahn. Gus signed over. You know, he was there for a while. Uh, cons considering how many years Gus Malzahn was the head coach at Auburn, he beat Nick Saban for very few players. It did happen. I'm not saying that it, it was a unicorn. I mean, it happened. But Derek Brown comes to uh, comes to mind. You know, for one. Uh, but but we could literally Luke sit here over the course of a couple of shows and maybe count them up. I mean, that, that's how few 
times Gus Malzahn beat Nick Saban for a player that Alabama wanted. Even go back before Gus, Tommy Tuberville. To me, there's Tuberville 1.0 and Tuberville 2.0. Tuberville 2.0, who was going up against Saban, wasn't beating Nick Saban for players Alabama wanted either. Remember the famous Julio class in 08 and the C.J. Mosley, A.J. McCarron class in, in 09. Uh, Nick was, was beating Auburn for all of the in-state guys that Alabama wanted, or at least 90% of them. Now, Tuberville 1.0, you know, it wasn't Nick Saban at Alabama, and Tommy Tuberville had things going pretty good at Auburn, and he was a good recruiter. Auburn was beating Alabama just as much or more often for players uh, back then. Uh, it really, you have to go back, in my mind, to Tommy Tuberville 1.0 in terms of what we're going to see from Hugh Freeze. He is going to sign players that Alabama wants. And uh, it hasn't happened for a while, but Hugh properly prioritizes recruiting. I think he prioritizes in-state recruiting. I think he's good at it. Uh, and it won't be a lot. I mean, I mean if we're just going to pick numbers out of the air for every 10 players we battle Auburn for, I think Alabama will sign seven, uh, maybe even eight. But it has been nine and ten, and, and it won't be like that anymore. No, that's absolutely right. Um and that's why this junior day is going to be very, very important. Uh, so tell us quickly, Jimmy, about some of the guys that are uh, coming in that you're looking forward to. Yeah, really, it's an out-of-state group uh, this weekend. Alabama, it's not formally this way, uh, but, but generally Alabama's got two junior days. The first one we did had a lot of the in-state juniors. This one upcoming Saturday uh, will be a lot of the out-of-state juniors. Uh, it's, it's a much larger group. There is a lot of highly ranked kids. And believe it or not, it's kind of funny. It's why all these things get these labels that aren't really official. We call it a junior day, but there's a ton of sophomores there. Uh, a couple of freshmen I'll even talk about real quickly just because I, I, I'm excited about them. Uh, I happen to know two. This is this is how old we are, Luke. I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this out loud. There are two class of 2026 guys that will be there Saturday, kids that will graduate in 2026 that are now being recruited hard by Alabama, uh, two freshmen from Jackson, Alabama. That's right up the road from, from Mobile and Southern Alabama, Highway 43. The quarterback, Landon Duckworth, and uh, his wide receiver, Jamarian Gordon, uh, both ninth graders from Jackson. They'll be at Alabama's junior day. I believe it's their first time on campus. Uh, Landon Duckworth promises to be a national elite quarterback recruit. He was the starting quarterback this past season in Jackson. Uh, I think he threw for about 1,800 yards uh, as a ninth grader, uh, including a lot of highlight throws. He's 6'3", and in the ninth grade, uh, we train him at QB Country. Well, we consider him one of our most gifted kids nationally in that class. And uh, even more exciting, maybe his wide receiver, Jamarian Gordon, he is outstanding. How many kids from Alabama can say this? He's in the ninth grade. He got his first scholarship offer three weeks ago. It was from Penn State. I mean, that's when you know you're going to be a national recruit when you when you're from a small town in Alabama and you're you're 14 or 15 years old and your first scholarship offer is from James Franklin and Penn State. So Jamarian Gordon's going to be a really big deal. He'll be in Tuscaloosa Saturday along with his quarterback Landon Duckworth. Those are two in-state guys, but there's there's a ton of out-of-state guys and and and, uh, and and a few guys, by the way, that haven't been offered yet that will probably be offered by Nick Saban in his office on Saturday. Uh, as Alabama hosts its second junior day of, uh, of the cycle. 
Looking forward to it. Um, also, of course, Alabama's got a big game against Oklahoma this weekend. We'll be talking about that. Um, hopefully, we'll have another podcast out tomorrow, too. It's been sort of sketchy because uh, Jimmy's been sick. Uh, Jimmy also had a uh, procedure that, um, let's say, uh, Frank Costanza, uh, <laughs> when he fell on the, the uh, Fusilli Jerry. Fusilli Jerry. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you, hey, guys. You're turning so the barrel. You're turning the barrels coming up here. I do. I, I have the same procedure uh, scheduled for Tuesday. I won't be able to eat for a day and a half. I can't wait to do that podcast when I'm starving and I'm irritable. Uh, you guys will really love that one. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, we will be back. I hope tomorrow. If not, we'll be back Saturday after the Oklahoma game. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.